Hello everyone, welcome back to another episode of Let's Think Critically. I'm your host, Jay Bailey, and we've got an episode today, and that, in and of itself, is a win. It has been just a little bit over a week this time, um, but nonetheless, I do hope everyone is doing fantastic, incredible, amazing, the whole nine, once again. So, just for the fun of it, I'll just do a little mini brief catch-up, if you will, of like what's been going on. Maybe not necessarily in my life, but also kind of. So, yeah. First things first, uh, Taylor Swift, <laughs> the Taylor Allison Swift, um, announced that she will be releasing a new album in April. This album will be entitled uh, All's Fair in Love and Poetry, I believe is what it's called. So now, as as an English major myself, and by English major I mean somebody who's never stepped foot in a college university at all, um, I love poetry so much, like wholeheartedly love it. Lo- I love songs that, like hers, um, that are well written, um, if, if that makes sense, like, not just, like, pop and, like, catchy, like, girl queen slay, I mean, like, all too well 10-minute version, for example, that's one of my all-time favorite songs ever by Taylor Swift, you guessed it, and so, and a side note, I think Olivia Rodrigo is also pretty good at this as well, just writing the lyrics as if, almost as if you're reading a book, you know, very descriptive, has that storytelling element, if you will. I really love and appreciate that. And so just based off the title of the album alone, and given that she has done it before, I think this will be nothing shy of the greatest album of the year, let alone the century, um, in my humble opinion, of course. Now, here's the thing that's kind of tricky, is typically when artists... Well, it's kind of hard to say because, like, who the hell am I? But also, I feel as though when artists, like, create a song that is more more for people who enjoy the lyrics instead of just the music, you know what I mean? Um, they sort of have, have a hard time. Like, it's just not as mainstreamed. However, everybody in the world (laughs) knows who Taylor Swift is, you know what I mean? She's probably one of, if not the most relevant person at the moment, um, in terms of just pop culture, etc. So I, I think her doing this will be, like, it won't hinder her by any means. If anything, it will only, it'll, it'll showcase what talent that she truly obviously has. And I, I'm just very excited. And, and don't get me wrong here. Like, I've never ever would have referred myself as a Swifty by any means until recently, like in the past few months. Um, and it's mainly just because I, I just listened to a lot of Taylor Swift unintentionally. Well, kind of intentionally, but like also, unint- like I'm not like, oh, let me pick up all these songs by Taylor Swift to, like, put in a playlist and listen. Like, it's more of just, like, oh, there's a Taylor Swift. Oh, and another, and another. Like, it adds up. And, like, yeah. That's kind of enough on that tangent. I think I'm going to move forward. Um, 
what else has been going on? Okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna talk about Netflix really quickly, because first of all, I don't always have downtime, and like, not to be like, I'm such a busy queen, like, I'm always on the go, on the move, like, don't hit me up, I always have plans, none of that, but I'm saying, like, when I want to sit down and watch something on Netflix, um, first of all, nine times out of ten, it's something that I would have already watched before, because I'm a creature of habit, um, and I have, like, comfort shows and movies, etc. Um, with that being said, Call Me By Your Name, which is one of my all-time favorite movies in the entire world for obvious reasons, has been removed off of Netflix until, without, without any further notice. And this is nothing, nothing short of a hate crime, a heinous, vile hate crime, and, um, I will be emailing Netflix headquarters and, like, you know, giving a, giving them my two cents, because it's like, uh, why? Name one good reason as to why. And it's, it had me thinking, like, is it one of those things where Netflix, like, when they, when they put something new on Netflix, they have to take something off to, like, replace it? Like, do they have storage? Like, it shouldn't make any sense, because it's Netflix. Like, why are you, like, pissing me off a lot lately? I don't get that. I don't get it. And they, they do that with, like, a lot of different things, but this was kind of, like, the straw that broke the camel's back, like, no, I don't, I really don't want to have to pay for a whole nother streaming service, and by a whole nother, I don't pay for any, um, but, like, knowing me, I would buy, I would subscribe to a different one just to watch this movie, but it's also, like, I shouldn't have to do that, why didn't you take it off, you know what I mean? Um, but with that being said, I... I was on, I think, it was, yeah, I was on TikTok the other day at work, and on my For You page was a clip from the neck. Let me try and spit this out. Sorry. <laughs> Words are hard. Uh, there was a clip from, that was posted from the Netflix official account on TikTok. They posted a clip from the show called Love on the Spectrum. And it is exactly what it sounds like. It is. Let me explain. It's a reality TV series in which they they find a, people who are on the spectrum, and they like I guess assign them with different people to go on date with dates with to see who they match with, etc. So incredibly wholesome. I can't recommend it enough. So wholesome, such such so lighthearted, and just like a fun, cute show to like put on and like have a laugh, like, that is already one of my comfort shows, and I only just started watching it recently, like, two days ago, um, I, I, I have nothing but good things to say about it, specifically, there's just one character from the show, his name is Tanner, I love Tanner with my whole entire heart, and I can't even help myself, he is the, 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 the biological, no, that's not the word. Personified. That was the word I was looking for. Tanner is the personified... Per, personified what? Personified person of joy. Picture... Okay, picture joy from inside out, but, like, as an actual human being. That is Tanner, and I love him. He's so... Again, just wholesome, and, like, also kind and respectful, 
And, like, I would do, I would do anything for Tanner because he's so just adorable. Like, you can't, like, I can't pick, you can be the most vile. Actually, I'm not even going to say something like that. Everybody loves Tanner, basically. You can't not, and if you don't, there's really something wrong with you. But, um, yes. And there's so many different characters from the, not really characters, but people on the show who who are just so precious and, like, you just want to protect them at all costs. So, that show has been... Honestly, like, teaching me to see things from an entirely different perspective. Like, these people just love unapologetically and just are who they are unapologetically. Um, And they're kind to everyone. And... And they're weird... Not weirdly, but they're, like kind of like really good at communicating and like I don't know and just spreading joy it just makes my heart very happy just watching that show and I would love to meet those people in real life and just tell them how much they how much they mean to me honestly um I I I just love them so much okay with all of that jazz being said uh, today's episode, we're going to be talking about things that are overrated versus underrated. Now, don't get it twisted. <laughs> I curated a list from the noggin of basically things that I like and don't like, and I'm going to be telling you if they're overrated, underrated, and then why. Okay? That's really all it is. It's not <laughs> like these big topics and like, you know things that everybody are talking about. Some of them are, but a lot of them pertain to me specifically and personally. Um, but, like, some of them kind of do to other people as well, so you you get it. Okay, <laughs> the first one is going to have to be the Stanley Cup. <laughs> okay. All right, we all know what a Stanley Cup is. If you don't, you've been living under a rock, and... Okay, let me just get it out of the way first. I have a Stanley Cup. I succumbed to the peer pressure and fast. I I got mine over the summer. I know they were around for a while before that, but I they haven't been like super ultra mega viral the way they are now. Like people like Black Friday edition running into the stores to get new cups. So I had mine over the summer. I'll tell you what I like about it and what I dislike about it, and then whether or not I think it's overrated or underrated. So it has it has its its uniqueness okay it's very it's very um it definitely stands out so first of all the, the let's talk about the design because that's really what sets it apart the handle i i i just love that it has a handle so much it just like makes me feel kind of secure in a in a way um Yes, I love carrying it around by the handle. <laughs> Me, like, trying to go as in de- into depth as possible. <laughs> uh, yeah, and it's great. <laughs> it feels really nice in my hand. Okay, also, the it has the straw. The thing is, it doesn't come with an actual, an actual straw cover. You have to purchase those separately, which is kind of rank, if you ask me. Because, I don't know. I don't, 
the it, it's kind of skeevy to me now that I'm thinking about it. I mean, I I don't have one, so like obviously it doesn't bothering me that much. But um, just like walking around everywhere all willy nilly with a straw wide open, you know, germs and particles can just fly up in there. But that's with everything, so it doesn't really matter. It's really not that disgusting when you think about it, <laughs> as long as you wash it and keep it clean. So there's that. Um, furthermore. It's just very chic, dare I say. It's very aesthetic looking, okay? It has the slim bottom, um, which we actually have a lot in common there. And then, it, so it can fit in your cup holder, you know what I mean? But it's also bigger on the top, so more water can fit inside. I will say, one thing that I did find interesting, and y'all might crucify me for this, but... There are other water bottles that keep your water colder for a longer period of time. There I said it. I went there. Okay. I didn't want to go there. But it's the truth. I have... I have two water bottles other than this one that work better. And that is the um, a Hydro Flask. Hydro Flasks keep your water cold for a lot longer. And also the coldest water bottle. Hence the name. You know what I mean? They those kind of will last me a few days. You know what I mean? Like especially if I like forget about it in my car or like in my bedroom or something. There I can go up to it a day later and the I it'll be nothing will have changed. Nothing will have melted and nothing will have changed. Like it stays the same. And part of the reason I think is because there's no opening, there's no like room for air. Um, in those water bottles, unless you actually open it. Whereas the Stanley, yes, it does keep it cold for a long time. However, the, having the straw just makes it a little bit more susceptible to melting sooner. Okay. Uh, which is also where those straw covers uh, come into play. And this podcast episode is sponsored by Stanley Straw Covers. So if you wanted to get one, um, I'm just kidding. I, I do think it's funny how I talked about them. Like, I, whatever. I will say, too... Oh, also, another thing. I recently heard it rumored... Oh my gosh, there's a bunny. Sorry, me getting distracted. Uh, That there was lead in the Stanleys, and that people are drinking lead. Here's the thing, is I'm going to keep drinking out of the cup anyway, because I don't care that much. You know what I mean? Like, that's kind of future Jay's problem. Uh, I'm, I'm, like, half kidding, but... um. Furthermore, I I kind of feel like, weirdly, it's always just more refreshing drinking out of a Stanley, like, holding it by the handle, drinking it out of the straw. I don't know. Something about that whole entire experience just kind of makes it, like, it knocks it up a few points. With that being said, um, drumroll please, I do think the Stanley Cup is kind of overrated. Um, for people to be absolutely barbaric, like, charging like stampeding into target uh just to get a few colored ones like no i don't think we need to be doing that and then they're having to be a limit because people are buying multiple of them what's the deal what is so special about these cups just get one you know what i mean like do you need all of those i i don't think so i just got a white one it's very universal and that's that. I'll call it a dia. And I won't be afraid to walk outside the house with my hydro flask here and there. 
yeah, bet y'all weren't expecting that. Me neither. But um, it's the truth. You know, I it's not really all that and a bag of chips. I feel like it's more of the design. I just love the design personally. But also, Hydroflask does have a similar design where they have the handle, the straw, and the slim bottom. Um, so it's kind of like, who did it first? Who's doing it better? I don't know. I do know that Hydroflask is... Um, they have, they ha the straw is, like, attached to the cover, it's not, like, a separate entity, so, I don't know if that makes a difference, but, yeah, I do think Stanley's are kind of overrated, but I will still be using mine on a regular basis. Okay, to, st to kind of stay on the theme of, like, things that are very basic and a lot of people either like or hate, um, Crocs. <laughs> We're gonna be talking about Crocs, so... Okay, I, I'm just gonna do a similar thing as last time, where I talk about it and then tell you what I think. So, for starters, I do have five pairs of Crocs currently. Uh, me talking about Stanley's, you don't need, like, why do you need so many? And then I have five pairs of Crocs. But here's the thing. I got my first pair of Crocs on my birthday in 2019, so when I turned 16. Uh, or like a little bit before that. I was over the moon excited, and I was changed forever. You know what I mean? I I wore those babies everywhere I could. I loved them so much. I think, yeah, the first pair I got were just plain black Crocs. I got a few of the gibbets to put in them, and I was on top of the world. Over the moon, if you will. Um, yes, and since then, I've accumulated a few more pairs. I have plain black ones, plain white ones. I have white ones with gray, soft, and, like, soft, a soft interior, I don't know what it's called, that I'm wearing currently, <laughs> as we speak. I also have ones that are teal, and then I have croc sandals. Yeah. So, being an athlete, okay, let's start there. Specifically a cheerleader, you, um, they were just really great convenience-wise, I feel. You, um, because you weren't really supposed to wear your cheer shoes outside because it would ruin them. Um, well, I mean, they get ruined anyway, so it doesn't matter. But, um, so Crocs were kind of just easy to slip on, slip off, whatever. And they were just easy and convenient. Kind of comfortable. But, furthermore, are they really that comfortable? Or are they just kind of on your feet? You know what I mean? For me, I mean, the ones with the soft insides are obviously comfortable. However, after a while, I feel like mm, not so much. I prefer to have my Crocs when I wear them. Like, if I'm, like, wearing them all day, for whatever reason, in sports mode. Because it just feels better. It feels more secure on me. As opposed to having them in the other way, flip to the front. While I do think they look better that way, I, when I'm, like, walking in them, it makes me a little bit uneasy. I feel like they can just fall off at any given moment, and that, like, a shark is going to come out of nowhere and eat it. So, wow, that just got really imaginative. But, yeah, I, I don't like the feeling of, like, having to walk very specifically and kind of strategically in order to make my croc not fall off. You know, it's kind of, like, almost like a slipper at that point. And, yeah, I don't always love that. Okay, we talked about the the convenience, the comfortability. Now let's talk about 
the attractiveness. Um, some may argue that Crocs are absolutely hil- what? hideous, vile, a disgrace to the human race, whatever you want to call it. I, I don't know. It's kind of hard <laughs> because I have such, or I had like such an emotional attachment to these literal shoes. Like, what's the deal? Um, <laughs> uh, me like bursting into tears laughing because, okay, um, it's hard because like sometimes, like, it's hard to tell. It depends on, like, the occasion, not even the occasion, I don't want to use the word occasion, but it, it, it depends on, like, the context, like, where you're wearing them, why, you know what I mean? Are they taken care of, or do they look like they belonged to Jesus H. Christ at one point, you know what I mean? So all that kind of ties into it, and also, like, the color, and, like, having those little gibbets in them kind of, like, makes, whatever. I, I can definitely see from both ends, like, I can see why some people may think they're ugly and hideous, but I also kind of think they're cute, and, like, not necessarily in, like, a stylish, chic, <laughs> fashionable type of way, you know what I mean? Like, they're not, like, groundbreaking by any means, but I don't know. Okay, even I don't even really know where I stand, because I feel as though people who say that they're underrated are just people who don't like them. Or people who say they're overrated are people who don't like them and think they're ugly and not comfortable, whatever. And people who think they're underrated, vice versa, kind of. I don't, I'm kind of in the middle, you know? I think they're kind of perfectly rated. Um, the people who like, who love them, love them and won't shut up about them ever. Um, and the people who hate them will never, you'll never see them be worn by those people. So I'm kind of 50-50. Okay, this next one is a little bit more niche, and that is solo traveling. Now, I'd like to preface this by saying that I've never done it before. So, <laughs> there's that. However, I feel as though a lot of people think, and this could just be me, I feel like a lot of people think traveling alone is first of all, it's scary, and just not as fun, and, like, never as memorable, you know, etc. As somebody who is incredibly independent, at heart, anyway, um, I still live with my parents, so please don't be fooled. As someone who likes to do things alone, I think is a better thing to say. Uh, oh, there's a car coming. Jeez. I personally think traveling alone... Not always, okay? I'm not talking about always traveling alone and only traveling alone. Um, but doing it, just to, just to kind of do it, I think is underrated. Um, well, I at least think the idea of it is underrated because, again, I've literally never done this. So it's kind of like, how do I even have a say on it? And I get that. Um, I sort of love the idea, me just like talking about things I want to do. I sort of love the idea of like, booking an Airbnb in, like, Vermont, because I live in Rhode Island, uh, yeah, I already said that before, so it doesn't matter, I'm not gonna say where in Rhode Island, but, um, I like the idea of living, of, like, booking an Airbnb in, like, Vermont or something, driving up there alone, and staying for, like, a day or two, and just experience the scenery, 
I think that would be so much fun, relaxing, and also peaceful. You know what I mean? And that's not even to say... That's not even to say I'd prefer to do it alone, either. Um, I don't know. I I kind of would prefer maybe one other person, whether that be a close friend or and or a significant other, to tag along. Um, but I don't know. I like the idea, kind of, me going on, like, a tangent in between. Um... I like the idea of, like, maybe driving up there together and having our, like, separate spaces, even if that is in the same home. Unless I'm in a relationship with that person, in which case, probably not. I don't know. I'm, I'm losing the point. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about solo traveling. Um, that It does seem like something that would be a lot of fun. I feel like you would learn about a lot about yourself. And for me, I feel like it would kind of open the door for just opportunities to meet new people. You know what I mean? Especially without the pressure. Like, if I was only going somewhere and staying there for a few days, I could go to, like, a local restaurant or coffee shop and, like, talk to people and not, like, worry about having to, like, commit to, a, like, a full-fledged friendship or anything like that. Not that that is ever a worry that I'm having. Because I'm not really found in those predicaments anyway. But I'm not, like, half getting there, too. <laughs> um, but it would just kind of be fun. You know what I mean? Like, you know what I mean. When you're traveling, you'll just chat with people. Oh, hey, where are you from? I'm from I'm from here. Where are you from? Oh, cool. How'd you end up here? And, like, it kind of just makes cute little fun small talk. And you get to meet new people and, like, have new experiences. And also see different things for your for yourself. That's a lot of fun. I'm not saying that having people with you will hinder that experience by any means. But also, I, I think it would be good to maybe do that once or twice by yourself. Just, maybe it's just me. I'm also the type of person who doesn't mind doing things and going places by myself. So there's that. That kind of plays into that. Yeah, but once again, I do think it's underrated. For sure, for sure. Okay. My next one is crossword puzzles. I know, I know, I know, I know. It's like, Jay, when you go, are you 20 going on 65? Yep, I am. So, I, okay, I love crossword puzzles in case that wasn't clear. And I hope I'm not spoiling anything here, but I do think they're kind of underrated. It's just so much fun. As somebody who loves, like, and this is going to be in incredibly counterintuitive the way I'm going to describe it. I love like words and letters and English and literature, things along those lines. Okay. I know the way I just listed those doesn't really sound like it, but, um, I've, I've always loved that. And so crossword puzzles are right up my alley. Okay. Maybe I don't like do physical ones right now. I, I use an app on my phone, but it's essentially the same thing. I also do enjoy the 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 sensation of physically writing on a piece of paper. So it's not that I'm opposed to write to doing it with a physical one. I just don't have one as of right now. I should probably get one. Like those crossword puzzle books that you see at like at like um what are they called? Nursing homes? Yeah, Jay, get a grip. You're in your twenties, like please act right. I'm sorry. But also, 
I weirdly don't care that much. They're just kind of fun, but not like in an exhilarating type of way. Kind of like reading a book. Like it's very, it's a very relaxing source of entertainment that I thoroughly enjoy. Um, and and you also get to like learn new things and like new words. And like it gets the gears turning, if you will. So yeah, criminally underrated in my opinion, crossword puzzles. If you haven't done one in a while, maybe do one. You'll you'll find you'll probably what? You will probably find how much fun they are. Okay? Take it from me. Okay, moving forward, I have Thanksgiving. Um underrated for sure. And I kinda lost the groove of like talking about it and then saying whether or not I thought I don't really care anymore. Um I do think I, I do think Thanksgiving is again, criminally underrated. I feel as though a lot of people overlook it, obviously, because it's in between Halloween and Christmas, and so people are like, and, and usually this is the case with younger people, you know what I mean, because they're, like, excited about presents and whatnot, but they're always like, oh my god, can we just, like, skip over Thanksgiving and, like, go to Christmas? Like, I hate Thanksgiving, it's so boring, and it's like, no, let's not do that, you know? I love Thanksgiving so much. And for, as for the food, that's kind of like, I, I do love Thanksgiving food on Thanksgiving. Um, and I'm like literally such a, <laughs> I'm such a picky eater. I only eat turkey, mashed potatoes, and then bread, like dinner rolls. That's all I eat on Thanksgiving and then dessert. So yeah, it's really not that special for me anyway. But I just love the idea of gathering with your family uh, on like a cozy Thursday and just eating dinner and like just being around your family I don't know I love it personally and so last so Thanksgiving of 2022 I actually wasn't able to come home for Thanksgiving because I was in Knoxville so and I was I found myself like really really upset and kind of depressed and had severe FOMO because I didn't realize how much I loved and appreciated Thanksgiving. Um, and so this year, it was exactly everything I wanted and more. And that was not a lot. Just simple coziness. Like, when I think of Thanksgiving, I equate it with, like, coziness and obviously fall and warmth and family and the love and joy. It's, it's so underrated, in my opinion. I, I think people when you think of Thanksgiving, you immediately think of, like, tur turkey, and that's kind of it, and, like, personally, not to, like, turn this into a trauma dump, but <laughs> I'm not really, but, like, I don't have that big of a family, and even the family I do see, I don't really, not that I don't really see them, but it's, like, it's, it's, like, in, like, five to ten minute increments here and there, like, it's not too, too, too often lately, so, I enjoy being able to sit around the table with the very few family that I have and, like, spending time with them and just chatting and just being around each other. I love that, okay? And I know my, I know some of y'all might be listening to this and hearing me talk, and y'all probably think it's crazy because, like, I really don't say too much. I kind of just sit there <laughs> and hang out, but I love that because it's better than 
not doing that. There, I'm just gonna stop there because I don't need this to turn into something it's not. Okay. <laughs> Next up, we've got sleeping with a stuffed animal as an adult. <laughs> Me hysterically laughing once again. Um, underrated. I wasn't gonna go there, I went there. Uh, am I outing myself as an adult who sleeps with a stuffed animal? I sure am. And I'm gonna own it too. I, I don't know. I, I love it, in case I wasn't clear. I, I don't know. It just makes me feel slate. What? It makes me feel safe and kind of sleep a little bit more, more comfortably. And like, I don't mean just sleep with a stuffed animal on my bed. No. I take it out of my closet and then I sleep with it in my arms like like fully like holding it wrapped around my arms and and I love that and again it makes me feel safe and comfortable it's this um stuffed monkey okay it is literally my child I mean I say that I literally throw it in the closet until it's time for me to go to bed but um but I don't care I don't care what that makes you think of me. Um, I'll tell you one thing. <laughs> Not me getting defensive like anybody's even saying anything. But there are worse things to be sleeping with. I wasn't going to go there, but I sure did. It's kind of there just for emotional support. Again, while I'm, while I'm sleeping. Or like falling asleep. And like not to seem like creepily obsessed and like also like stuck in like childish ways or anything like that but I almost kind of look forward to it a little bit like I look forward to being able to go to bed and have that there I don't know y'all probably think I'm like psychotic but again I, I, I that in my head the way I justify it is again there's there's worse things to be sleeping with you know what I mean and just in general there are worse things to be worried about worse things to be doing and I'm just sleeping with a stuffed animal, okay? Sue me. Just one. When I was younger, and I'm talking up to age like 13 to like 15, not like maybe even 16, I had like 17,812 stuffed animals all everywhere in my bed. <laughs> all the time. All the time. I loved them so much. I was obsessed with them. I would like play with them I loved them so much and and I'll admit it I did eventually hand those down to my younger brother except for this one that the one that I the one monkey that I still sleep with and maybe one day I'll be able to give that to my child you know what I mean because hopefully by then I won't be needing to sleep with a stuffed animal you get it okay moving on to kind of keep the theme going um Weighted blankets. <laughs> Since we're already on the topic of slumber, uh, I sleep with two weighted blankets, actually. They're kind of the same size. They're not very big. I wish they were bigger. I wish they were, like, huge king-sized weighted blankets that were, like, 300 pounds each, but they're not. Um, but I do have two weighted blankets. One, okay, one of them, I, like, I put on my feet like, from, like, the calves down to kind of, I don't know, keep me grounded in a weird way. 
I don't know. That's always what I think of when I put it over my ankles. Because I think of... <laughs> I think of those dreams where you feel like you're falling and you, like, wake up as if you were about to, like, hit the ground or something. And you, like, jump out of your skin. Yeah, that. Um, that's not the reason why either. I kind of just said that just because. Also, I have another one that I kind of roll up. Like, picture rolling up a blanket so it's, like, long. Similar, it's, like, kind of in alignment with my torso. Like, from the waist up. Does that, am I making sense? And then, I, like, push it as close to me as possible, right? So I'm kind of sandwiched in between my wall, because my bed is against a wall. It goes the wall, and then me. Me me and the monkey. <laughs> And then it is the weighted blanket. And I feel so cozy and safe. I I can't even describe it. Like, this is why I can't, like, really sleep out anymore. Like, not that I was really doing that anyway. But I've... I've accumulated such a... Such a... A... What's the word? Just a, such a unique sleeping method. Um, that... I wouldn't want, I can't, like, fathom not doing that ever again. Anyways, and along with that, I also have a fan, like, literally blowing as loud as it can be. And then also in the pitch black. And it also has to be really freaking cold. I have my ceiling fan on, and then also, a, a like, a mini fan next to me that's on as loud and as high as it can go. To kind of, like, block out the noise. And, oh my gosh, I get such great sleep. And it makes waking up at 5 o'clock in the morning much easier. Actually, that's not true. I take that back. Because I, I mean, like, it's so cozy and comfortable that I just want to lay there forever. You know what I mean? But I will say, it's a lot easier to fall asleep and then also stay asleep. So yes, weighted blankets. Say it with me, everyone. Criminally underrated. Okay, I did like three underrated in a row. I'm going to try to think of one that's overrated. Okay, this next one, I'm not really sure. I'm not exactly sure what I was thinking of specifically when I wrote this, but I said regular night nightly outings, okay? And I just mean kind of like going out at night regularly, I guess, like to hang out with friends. I'm thinking of like college life, like going to parties or like going to a bar or something along those lines. Even just like hanging out with a bunch of friends in one room. I think that's overrated um mainly just because i don't do it <laughs> and because i don't like to do that a lot I, don't get me like me sitting here saying this okay maybe it's just because you have the like the social skills of a pine cone and that's probably why you don't like to do that and that's fair also though again back to the night routine thing i kind of like sleep in a specific way and i would rather like not disrupt my sleep schedule like i obviously if it wasn't clear i really prioritize my sleep lately like i need my beauty rest um because it has been helping me dare i say like i i sound like such an old man now whoa pause like pause i literally start getting ready for bed at eight and i like try to be asleep at nine so i can get a full hours of a full eight hours of rest and then i wake up at five <laughs> that is wild and crazy 
but it's true. Anyways, back to the point. I, I think, and when I say regular, I mean, like, every night. There are people, and, like, not that it matters, and, like, to each their own, once again, but, like, people, I feel like, think they need to always be going out every night instead of, like, just enjoying a relaxing night in and, like, kind of just going at your own pace and, like, unwinding instead of, like, partying until, like, the last possible minute and then just, like, crashing, you know what I mean? Not too much, I'm, like, I'm gonna kind of move on. I don't know why I put that one next. It was mainly because I needed one that was overrated because I did three underrated in a row, but now I'm just going in whatever order I feel like, okay? Okay, this next one, I'm definitely going to get crucified for this, and that is first dates. I'm going to start by saying overrated, and now I already know I'm going to get doxxed, but okay, let me explain. Okay, I'm not saying... Like, first of all, tell me you're single without telling me. Also, I'm not saying, like, I'm opposed to going on dates with somebody that I'm in a relationship with. I just don't like the idea. And, like, in my head, I'm kind of, like, thinking more of, like, a blind date, and that could be it, too. But I don't love the idea of going, meeting with somebody you've never met, sitting at a restaurant and eating in front of each other. Um, Because eating in front of other people is also overrated. No, but... I, because it just gives this, it, like, emulates this sort of atmosphere that's almost more of, like, an interview, and I hate that, like, fuck that, sorry, I don't mean to, like, swear on national television, but I mean it, and, like, I don't know if you're listening to this, you know who I'm talking about, but, um, in that scenario, it would be different. Because we kind of already know who we are. Like, we know each other already. That's different. And so, for me personally, I'm not really worried. Because I, I don't plan to, like, do that. If it were, like, three, four months prior to right now. and Or maybe, like, five. And I was doing this with this guy. Like, going on a first date. I would be, like, scared shitless. Because I, I, I don't, like feeling like I have to earn like how do I explain this I don't like feeling like I have to impress not I just don't like that like competitive sort of like trying to impress mindset if you know what I mean it's it's like sort of like a compatibility test um and I don't know. And I also think a lot of people put so much fresh so much pressure on like a first date alone. And you I like you can only ask so many questions, you know you know what I mean? And so how how well are you really getting to know that person throughout the course of one dinner date, you know? I I don't really know. Like someone can be just kinda in a bad mood that day or they can just be really nervous. You know what I mean? I I, pic- I picture a scenario where the person... I guess I'll just use myself as, as an example. And I'm sorry, I'm, like, having a hard time speaking. I guess English isn't my first language. Um, like, so say I'm, like, just very nervous about this first date that I'm going on with a guy, right? And so, like, I'm kind of, like, antsy, kind of, like, awkward and, like, don't really know exactly what to say or what to ask or whatever. And he's probably going to think I'm a weirdo freak, and rightfully so. 
Um, again, that's just an example, by the way. And so I would hate, you know, to have had such a great time with him, and then he texts me, and it's like, hey, like, I, I don't know, I'm not really feeling a connection, like, but, like, thank you so much for your time. Like, you know, that kind of sucks. Me just, like, describing symptoms of fear of rejection. But, um, yeah, I don't know. I feel like it should just be a lot more kind of casual. You know what I mean? Like, I don't want to have to sit there and, like, have to worry about trying to impress you. You know what I mean? I'm not saying, like, it's not something I don't want to do entirely. But I don't, I don't want to have to be, like... I I just feel like it shouldn't have to be like that. And I feel like a lot of people look at it as that. And so, so many people will just, like, cut things off or just be disappointed. And so, first dates in the sense of that, I think that is overrated. I'm not saying going on dates by any means. And obviously, there will be a first date you go on with someone. But say you've been talking to that person for, like, five, six months now. Oh, that's crazy today actually makes six months that we've been talking but um yeah and then eventually you would go on a date with that person entirely different not what i'm talking about so yes okay i'm going to move on now okay to make a f complete 180 uh cows the animal uh yeah underrated for sure <sighs> gosh i just love cows I, I don't even remember specifically why I, like, just fell in love with cows, but, um, it was a few years ago. I was at Summit, which was a, which is, if you don't know, a national competition for cheerleaders, basically, in Orlando, Florida, and we, and I was in, we were, like, in our Uber driving to the competition, and me and my friend, we saw cows, and we were, <laughs> and we were, um, moving at the cows oh we weren't in an uber actually we had a rental not that that makes a difference but we were moving back on the cows and i'm like oh my gosh i love cows so much and it like became an inside joke and like it, it was this whole thing and there's also this how do i describe it a dairy farm right near my house i'm not gonna say the name of it because i don't want people to find me <laughs> but um Sorry, I don't know why I'm, like, screaming. There's a dairy farm right near my house that has, you guessed it, cows. Um, and they make, they make, like, fresh milk and, like, desserts, etc. And I love it there so much. The odor? <laughs> Not really. It's kind of uh, rancid and, re and repulsive. But um, they're so adorable that I really can't be too mad at them. And those poor things, you know, they're always just getting milked. Uh, you know what I mean, though. Like, just, like, I just enjoy them for who they are, you know? I don't even really drink milk like that, so it's not like... I'm like, oh, I love you because you're giving me something that's... That I love... You know what I mean. <laughs> I'm, like, wording things very weirdly. I feel like... I, the, the way a lot of people feel about horses, I would say I feel about cows. And I also feel the same way about horses, too. <laughs> Yeah, you guys, you guys know where I'm going with this, right? Okay, I'm gonna move on. Alright, honey. So the next one I want to talk about is pecan pie. Now, let me tell y'all. Okay, sorry. Um, I had, I had pecan pie for the first time, actually. 
to sort of backtrack, the year I wasn't home for Thanksgiving, so 2022, a neighbor of the house that I was staying at brought me over a slice of her homemade pecan pie, and when I tell you my life was changed ever since, I wish I was being dramatic. It was the best thing my taste buds have ever gotten to experience. You know what I mean? It was just incredibly delicious. I don't know. Something about, like, the flavor and also the texture. Oh, just to die for. Okay, I'm a big... Like, I'm huge about texture, okay? And, like... Okay, for example, apple pie. I just can't do apple pie. And I kind of really hate myself for it. Not really, but... It's just the texture of the apples when they're baked and also in the filling. It They just make me gag in in, in a way that it's like, okay, it's really not even worth eating anymore because I'm going to, like, you know. <laughs> so, yeah. And it, it's weird. It's this weird, like, mental battle because I do enjoy the taste of apple pie. It's just the texture. It, the apples are not to, like, really paint this picture for you, but also too bad because you're you're the one listening to this. They're just, like, weirdly slimy and mushy in a way that isn't appealing at all. And so that is not pleasant. You know, I just would rather not do that. Um, I can't. I can't do it. Whereas pecan pie, it has the filling, but the pecans inside are hard. And so it kind of, like, evens it out. You know what I mean? Plus, like, the buttery, flaky crust... (laughs) And just the, like, it's just so, like, highly recommend, highly, highly, highly recommend, um, pecan pie. Oh, underrated, severely underrated. Okay, a couple more. So, the next one I want to talk about is hustle culture. Overrated. Just gonna get that out of the way. I hate the idea that, I, I hate this narrative that society has kind of, deemed upon all of us um wherein you have to just kind of like work work and just work your ass off a nine to five like everything always and you shouldn't rest you should always be doing something to make you money you should always be working on something and it's kind of like no unpopular opinion it's kind of okay to rest and relax when you need to you know what i mean And, like, I hate this economy that we live in. I hate inflation. And I could go on and on about that, too. Because it's like, why are people working, you know, 40 hours a week, 9 to 5, or whatever it is, I don't even really know, um, to not even be making a a livable wage and, like, afford food and, like, rent, gas, utilities, all of that jazz, whatever it is that you need. Like, it just doesn't make any sense. I feel like if people... at At least if people are going to be working like, paycheck to paycheck to work, to make ends meet, oh, and, like, full-time, like, non-stop 40 hours a week or whatever the, whatever it is, um, they should at least be making enough money to, uh, live, and maybe that's just me, I don't know, and again, I'm very grateful for the circumstances that I'm in and the things that I get to do and all of that, so I think that sort of plays into it as well, though, just, the obviously if you if you don't have if you don't work you don't have you don't get the money and so that's why p- these people are like telling you you have to work 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 because 
if you're starting from absolutely nothing, you have to you have to do that. And it sucks. It's terrible, and I hate it. I'm not going to go into depth even more because it's just going to make me very opinionated, okay? Okay, the last one on my list is going to have to be celebrating small victories, okay? Criminally underrated, let's start there. I feel as though a lot of people oftentimes just feel guilty when they're doing something that maybe isn't necessarily productive, but it's something good that makes them feel good, that they enjoy, etc. And it's like, why? I think we collectively as a, as a society, geez, should um, every day, every single day, celebrate your victories. Even if, if it's just getting out of bed. Because like for some people, it's a lot harder than others. Okay? Um, so absolutely, like I see you and I hear you when it comes to that. But even just, like, getting through a day of work when you, you know, were really tired this morning and didn't want to have to get up, like, whatever. Or maybe you had such a terrible headache all, all day or something, and but you still managed to get done what you needed to, you know? That should be celebrated, okay? I don't know why, like, everything has to be this, like, huge, drastic, life-changing victory in order for it to be cel celebrated. Sorry, I got cut off. There were times in the past where I did find myself being very guilty for doing this, or even thinking of doing it. Um, and it's never even anything like bi like that big of a deal. When I mean celebrate, I don't mean like, you know, I don't mean, like, blow up balloons and, like, order a catering service from Chick-fil-A. I mean, just, like, maybe get yourself, um, takeout for the night instead of having to cook. Or, um, going to visit your friends over the weekend. Something like that. You know what I mean? It's not even that big of a deal. But I think where you, when, I think if you, like look at it from that standpoint as in like, okay, I did what I needed to do, I accomplished a lot, and so because of that, as a reward, I'm going to do X, Y, Z. There's nothing wrong with that. I think we should definitely, again, collectively, should look into that, like, look into actually doing that a lot more, and furthermore, not feeling guilty about it, because, uh, there's nothing to feel guilty about. Back to the whole hustle culture thing. You don't always have to be working and doing something productive. You can rest. You can relax. And you can do things that are fun that you enjoy doing. You can spend time with your friends. You can go see a movie that you've been wanting to see. You can um, eat ice cream for a night. Like, it's not going to kill you. You know what I mean? Especially if you've worked hard and feel as though you've deserved it. Okay. I think that's all I have to say on that. And so that concludes today's episode. Kind of a long one. Kind of a long one. But that's alright. Because if you listen to this, you are a real one. And I love you with all of my heart. And I mean it. Like, I, I literally mean it. So... Again, thank you so much for listening. If you did, I enjoyed chatting with you guys, and I look forward to doing so next time.